this episode, we're heading to where the rainbow ends. Because we're talking movies, we're talking Eyes Wide Shut, starring Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Sidney Pollack, inspired by the novel Trauma Novel by Arthur Schnitzel, written by Frederick Rathal, and Stanley Kubrick, who also directed. Chris, of course, it didn't help too much that, you know, most people arrived in limos, and you showed up in a taxi. If the good doctor himself should ever want anything again, anything at all, it needn't be a costume. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie uh we're continuing on with our fuck romance take off your pants series uh with 1990 1999's eyes wide shut uh also the final film of acclaimed filmmaker stanley kubrick uh scott uh take off your mask and take us away okay so i'm gonna apologize oh, i said take off your audience. mask you still got your scary mask on <laughs> so I'm going to apologize to our audience from the start, because this episode is going to have a lot of rants uh, come out. Listen, I get it. It's a Kubrick film. Everything is hidden. Everything is nuanced. And if you're smart, you're going to get everything. I'm just going to kick off and say, I ain't smart. SMRT. So so it's not it's not actually a uh, fuck romance. Take off your pants. It's a uh, fuck romance. Listen to the rants. Well, one, I don't, I don't think this this film should have been in your series because this movie's all about romance. There's almost no and, pants. And what love. are you talking about? There's, they they definitely yes, have their fucking pants but, off. <laughs> but at no point it's 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 about a man's really obsessive love of his wife that sets him on a path that you know he's not her fantasy and he just can't fucking give it up. Uh, or you could you could see it that way, or you could also see it as he thinks she did have the affair, and therefore he is trying to kind of like level the playing field or whatever. Uh, I did see an interesting quote. It was something along the lines of like uh, a two and a half hour movie where Tom Cruise fails to get laid. <laughs> could be another uh, logline for this film. True, uh, but before we get into that, this is like uh, the last the last film that not only Kubert's last film, but one of the actors that were in this film. It was his last film as well. The actor, he played hooligan number three in his first and only speaking role in which he ab-libbed to Tom Cruise. The shit I took this morning was taller than you. So RIP to hooligan number three because he was never seen or heard from again. <laughs> How did you even find that? <laughs> that was the end of his big, uh, big acting career, right? Like, 100% I just made it out I made it up Oh but I thought you I... actually Okay see I, I got the cat out of see, the bag but when I heard that When I heard him say that line I'm like ooh Ooh I'm pretty sure this guy Never fucking worked again <laughs> I was like Like Tom Cruise 90-99 he still had some pull He was beginning with the pull That guy never worked again Because you know you hear that He's you know Doesn't like people talking about his height he does not. He definitely does not. Uh, and you think that was all just ad libbed on his part? You think he there's just like no rolled fucking, with it? <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way somebody is going to say that to 
to to cruise but hey your uh your video's going off the hook here oh is it god damn it yeah you, you look like max headroom right now nice well whatever maybe our editor can fix it because <laughs> there's I, I all i can do is just like let the program continue to run so anyway let's just like keep ranting there it goes stop oh, there go. uh this is mostly an audio uh, audio medium anyway so uh yeah so give us uh your takeaway on this film um yeah like i i well first i i watched this movie when it first came out in theaters really and in 1999 yeah i went and i oh, watched it wow. in theaters because i thought you know i thought hey i like movies you know kubrick kubrick is a master and this was one of the first movies of his that i was able to actually go to the theaters and watch at the time sure um yeah i never watched it again until i made you until i made you watch it yeah yeah until you made me again um but yeah like i don't know man i i don't i get it like i know everybody's like this is a masterpiece well i I don't actually i don't think everybody thinks it's a masterpiece but okay let's go with that premise but it's it's creeping up in terms of the rotten tomatoes every year it goes up and up right and people are like oh you know this is an unsung you know work and shit like that but there's so many things that like fucking took me out of this movie that i'm like i was looking at my phone and i'm like i can't believe this is fucking two and a half hours of not even good tom cruise like running he could have ran down new new york all these places man he didn't need taxis did he do any i'm trying he did, i don't think he no, did any running he walked he walked this is the only movie that i know he he fucking walked the whole time right you've seen so, tom cruise run now in his first and last performance see him walk walk tom <laughs> but yeah doing like i i do like all the the little nods like i'll I'll say this like is this movie beautiful to watch yes i like the little shadows there's there's a whole lot of reasons why it's beautiful to watch most of them are not just because of the cinematics (laughs) no it is though it is uh like i did like all the little tiny shout outs to each one of his films um now i know this is supposedly the final cut of the film like he turned this in died four days later but he never had any input with like the score or anything some 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 this is one of i think his only films that have like some cgi in it which he was not a proponent of but i guess after he's dead it doesn't really matter because they had to like blur some shit out so they could get the rated r rating yeah i think they added two two uh bodies basically at the orgy scene so that it didn't get an r rating in the u.s or nc-17 nc-17 sorry yeah it had an r rating it didn't get an nc-17 here in canada it would have been an r rating yeah yeah but i'll say like to me one of the things to me that doesn't change like the fucking like whether you see pp and vb it doesn't change no 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 especially after the movie we just watched last week right yes but i think which, the if you thing... want to see Old Man Penis, don't forget to check out our episode and hear more about Old Man Penis on Scottcock. All right. <laughs> but the score of this movie, it really, I don't think it enmeshed with this film, like what I was supposed to be watching, right? Like, I think the score of this film worked 
a lot better with like the shining than it does this film like this film should have been you're talking like that uh, heavy piano key like yeah like they're trying to give you the jump scare like yeah he walks into the room and then oh they're all sitting down oh he's walking down the street there's a guy behind him like to me like it it didn't work like i think it should have been like it should have flowed with technically the story of this film where you know it just goes slow and slowly builds Mm. in terms of tension right where i found like yeah like the only time that like ding dong or whatever the fuck it was worked was when uh the scene where he goes up back to the house looks at the camera and then that old fucking scary man just hands him the the thing like the minute that guy got out of the 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 car and it focused on him that should have been like you're like holy fuck it's the tall man from uh from shit like that would have worked but the rest of the time it it just threw me out and then i just want to say this too before we yeah yeah yeah, go ahead that sailor guy like 100 percent looks like aaron arkart right i'm like fucking (laughs) two-face is fucking giving it like the whole time i'm like oh is this like like one of his first roles and then i found out it's like some guy totally different actor <laughs> yeah and then that guy i think is like a real estate agent or something now like abe gabo or something well like listen that, man but... after you basically do like porn with nicole kidman that's when you just your fucking mic drop you're like i'm done like because what else am i gonna do i am never gonna surpass this shit especially like nicole kidman like at that time period like just like statuesque gorgeous she's a very attractive woman she, i actually really like her as an actor but like she is fucking wait wait wait. go ahead wasn't there what wasn't it around this time last year where you're like fuck nicole uh kidman for that i love lucy movie that doesn't oh, oh because i don't like her in every role and i didn't think she, she was the right casting for that role i can't like her work in general wait, but I <laughs> and i can't if, find if her attractive able, in 1999 like, no no if we're able to like intersect like i could have sworn you said like she should give up on her career like she should just stop acting and now you're like she's an amazing actress okay so there's no way i told her to like give up on her career but i was i did not love that performance also she i believe we were talking about around what golden globes or oscars or like it wouldn't have been golden globes but it would have been award season and i was like this is not great work why are we giving all these accolades to this i hate when that happens when people are like oh i know that name they should totally get an award uh to your topic uh, our conversation about scoring um i do think it i do understand what you're saying i i do think that it because and it's also very overt so it's not subtle those piano key notes are not subtle it's o- like overbearing on the track which is obviously intentional um the place i do think scoring works uh the use of the chris isaac track like what is it like she's been a bad bad girl or something where nicole Mm -hmm. kidman's just like looking at herself like naked in the mirror and then tom cruise comes out and starts making out with her i thought that was well done uh yeah and and that scene is like i think 90 seconds in the trailer but it only shows like 10 seconds in the whole movie it's actually longer in the trailer (laughs) yeah um and at the orgy like when they come in and the, he's basically playing on the piano and it's like that. I think it's like Sikh or Hindu chanting with like a, like gongs and stuff like that. Like no, during it's the Romanian. Little, is it Romanian? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking cool. Like that worked there. But I definitely know what you mean. Like the rest of the film, it's like, it's like Kubrick didn't know. I don't want to say he didn't know, but 
Well, he didn't have a choice. Yeah, for that yeah, score. yeah. Whoever was doing the score, like they didn't, they didn't decide on like what the fucking film was supposed to be, and they're just like, well, this will work, because they tried to make it like a sexual erotic thriller or whatever. And I don't, I mean, I don't like the aspect of it being turned into like a, a thriller, because in my opinion, so actually, I'm gonna use my quote because it's gonna lead into what I'm about to talk about. So, Mandola Dargas from the LA Weekly says. The price of Kubrick and Raphael's stubborn fidelity to the content, if not the form of the novella, is dangerous. And I think that, like, I don't mind Eyes Wide Shut. I don't think it is his best work, although it is his highest grossing work. There's a bunch of stuff in the novella that I could see working, right? So, like, the fact that Tom Cruise goes back and he looks for the prostitute and he can't find her. And when... uh, there's just a bunch of like running around and stuff that happens in the second part of the film, which is like directly taken from the book or like the novella, but it doesn't work. Right. Like, because it's a visual medium, you're kind of like, you have this big, the big orgy scene to me is the like climax. <laughs> it's the climax. Uh. Anyway. And then it just kind of like slides downhill from there. Like, I don't really want to see Tom Cruise running around peeing like Inspector Poirot trying to investigate shit. Like, it just it just didn't work for me. Uh, it just made the film feel, like, much longer. Like Yeah, so this is, this film is 1999, and I think, I think in one of the scenes he has, like, a flip phone cell phone, right? Because the wife, like, Nicole yeah, yeah. Kidman calls Yeah, him. when he's with the prostitute. Domino. So you're saying at, at no point he could just call 411 and ask for that Nightingale's phone number in Seattle and see if he's okay. <laughs> yeah, he probably could have done that too. That could have cut an hour. Like, you know, we we all do Langford edits. Here's a Vega edit. That would have cut an hour and a half out of that fucking movie. Yeah, man, I agree with you. Like, uh, also even the... So the scene where he goes to his former patients, like he goes to his former patients, the daughter professes his love, her love and like yada, yada, yada. Again, that's in the novella. I, I don't think it adds anything to this story. Um, even just like, you, I think it's because it never goes back. Like if she was the one that, you know, sacrificed herself because she's like all into that kinky shit. Yeah, but she's not right? at that. She's not at the party. They, they, the reason that's there is because it's taken directly from the book. Like, no, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like to put it in, like there was no callback. The only callback was him when he calls back. <laughs> yeah, literally, he calls and then, you know, just hangs up when um, Buddy picks up. Like I do, I do like the little um, Easter eggs kind of thing they put in, like um the one the sign to tom cruise's office i wrote it down uh where it says payment is required after services rendered (laughs) unless another (laughs) arrangement has been made in advance so i'm like okay so i'm like you know everybody's like oh all the signs you know that kubrick puts into this film i'm like is that pretty much saying that you know the the u.s the moon landing was fake (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah all that shit it's like is he pretty much saying that you know the u.s healthcare system is pretty much a whore it's just a prostitute it's just there to take your buddy yeah maybe Not a- um but as far again back to the actual film here um i think that so if the story is supposed to be that like tom cruise is a loving husband and then he thinks that like maybe his wife had an affair 
Uh, even as early in the film as when he's talking to the two models and they want to, they're implying that they want to have a threesome with him. I would have allowed Tom Cruise to like clearly state like, thanks, but no thanks. And then be called away to go deal with the, his friend's problem with the prostitute, because then it sets up a more of a like dichotomy. Like Tom Cruise is like, obviously like he's turned down the model sex. And then you have him going like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go, if my wife's done it, I'm going to go get mine. And, you know, having that falter. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have left it as amb- ambiguous as they do there. Yeah, like, I get it. That's their whole, like, we're going to go where, you know, the rainbow ends. But then he goes, gets his costume at the rainbow room. So I'm pretty much assuming those models were just going to take him to that costume shop anyways. But... At no point. Well, and by models, that's what they told him. Were they just like, Buddy had a fucking banging prostitute up in his bathroom? Were they just more like, was this just like rich girl, rich man party? Like, I think in that newspaper article. She was a former beauty queen. Yeah. So maybe she used to be a model too, right? But then after that. My my point is, is that were those women just prostitutes? Like, did he have, did he flush out his party with call girls as well? Like, was Tom Cruise well, basically I, just hanging out with with uh, sex workers? Oh, no. Like, what I took out of that, everybody that was in that party are the people that are at that house the next day. Oh, okay. Like, all right? the, all the like, really high-end people just, like, later on that evening rolled out to the, the yeah, costume party. Like, gotcha. I thought, I, I like, the way I took it is the doctor's party is the the foreplay where you know they amp up they look at each other and stuff like that and it's where the all the old men are like okay i'm gonna put on my mask and i'm gonna try to fuck that one that one that one mm. but that's what i took out of it maybe hey that's actually that's a really possible uh possible yeah. idea uh that all this aside there is a really great camera work in this film uh you can tell that kubrick is still very much in love with the steady cam. uh if they they definitely feel like steady cam shots versus say dolly shots Lots of like longer takes moving through doorways. Uh, I do love a good like whip pan and then punching in on a on a either a close up like via zoom. Um, so when Tom, one of my favorites is actually when Tom Cruise comes in to the orgy, like the ceremony's already ended, and so he's coming in and he's watching. You know the people like <laughs> actually one of my favorite scenes in the orgy is the like server who's being used as a table while some old man fucks some woman on his back. <laughs> anyway, so Tom Cruise comes in and you see the camera move up and you see the one dude with uh, like a very foreboding Venetian mask on. Then he looks at Tom Cruise and then we punch in really, really hard. And he, it's just like kind of like a stare down. And then he gives like that nod to Tom Cruise. Uh, I think that camera work is just st- stunning and powerful yeah that brings me since we're talking about that do you want to know the real reason they found him out at that party go ahead it it was not the taxi right because hey a limo could break down and you gotta show up right Okay. okay go ahead it's you know first he gets into there walks around and literally stands in front of two people. <laughs> so, and you know, 100%, 
those fuckers are like, who the fuck is this fuck? <laughs> right? Like, I got, I, I got here in time. I grabbed these seats. Right? Like, I showed up. I did my shit. I'm a paying member. Who the fuck is this fuck standing in front of me? I know exactly the scene you're talking about, too. Because I like, thought the same thing. The two guys that are sitting there are just like, Yo, what the fuck, man? Hey, down in front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's why. That's why. Because literally, that's when the foreboding guy with the Venetian Max comes in and he's looking at him like, Hey, what the he fuck? Looks at the other, he's like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Like, does he know, like, orgy etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been here before. Yeah. And then secondly, Chris, I just want to say, what kind of fucking friend are you, right? How come when I get arguments with my wife, you don't show up and put me on a night-long odyssey where I got to wear a cape and mask and end up at orgies? <laughs> like, what kind of fucking friend are you? Listen, man, as, as, as Mr. Nightingale said, like, I can't, I can't tell you about that stuff. I can't. Uh, the passwords are secret to, to those of us in the society, right? So, <laughs> so it's funny. Actually, speaking of Nightingale, the character Nightingale, uh, that's played by Todd Field, okay? So you may, out there in listener land, might be like, hmm, why does that name sound familiar? Because uh, he's, like, the fucking director of Tar, which is up for, like, a shit ton of Academy Awards. He's also been to the Academy Awards multiple times, both as a, as a director and a screenwriter for uh, In the Bedroom and Little Children. Like, this guy is, like, a fucking hardcore famous director now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And I looked him up. I'm like, holy shit, that's the director of Tar, uh, which is, like I said, at this year's Academy Awards, right? Uh, and it also has Sidney Pollack, who was the director-producer of Tootsie, Out of Africa, The Firm, also Academy Award-winning producer and director, just playing like, well, actually, he's probably just kind of playing uh, like a producer-director in Hollywood, <laughs> except they're in New York. Yeah, like I was reading some stuff about this movie, and Tom Cruise made a, a comment uh, about their scene together where, you know, that 13 minutes in that room with the billiards that it's I guess it took like a shit long time to actually film that scene because Pollock, you know, being a director came in and he he started telling Kubrick or making suggestions to Kubrick in terms of how to block the shot. Oh, I'm sure Kubrick like fucking love that. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> he literally, yeah, everything, apparently what it says is like everything that like Pollock suggested, Kubrick would get him to do it and then be like, no, go do it this way now. And then be like, <laughs> and now do you, and then he would do it that way and then make him do it a complete, like he just made him breathe. Like, <laughs> like, that should teach you to keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like this, this film, like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, they had open ending contracts for this. So they agreed to work on this project until Kubrick technically released them from it. And there was no actual time frame. And they spent so fucking long in the UK because of how long this this movie took to film. It was like a year and a half that, to film this fucking movie. It's the it holds the Guinness Book of World Records for longest running for uh, run, longest running like production, like in like in, in shooting. Keep going. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their two children acquired English accents <laughs> because they were there for so long. Uh, but yes, it is. In the, it, it's it's. Uh, notched at 400 days was how long the filming of this film took. Was something like 70 or 80 days of straight shooting or something crazy? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it like that. The I don't know. 
it's not the orgy scene, but the scene with, you know, the mind fuck scene of uh, Nicole Kidman and the sailor. Mm-hmm. That was six days. Which and, realistically, I don't know how you don't shoot that in fucking one day. Like, but, I don't even know how it, it takes but, one day. Like, like I think Kubrick and I, I, like, how long do you know how long after this movie, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise broke up? Like, how long was it? Uh, listen, man, this isn't TMZ. I have no fucking idea about stuff like that. Because <laughs> I think like Kubrick was the cause. Because, <laughs> like, reading up, like, it, apparently, like, that scene that took six days on a close set that Tom Cruise was not allowed to go. So, and apparently... so basically, Kubrick ran six days of watching Nicole Kidman get fucked. <laughs> and Nicole Kidman, apparently, Kubrick told her uh, she could not tell Tom Cruise, like, what was being filmed either. All he knew was it was the sex scenes and six fucking days. <laughs> right. And, and and that's the thing. He was probably the same fucking way. Like, what? What the fuck is it taking six fucking days? What is going on in there? <laughs> like, remember, a shooting day is 12 hours long of shooting. <laughs> so that's a whole lot of time. Like, because I mean, what is there probably? A mi- is there a minute? Is there a full 60 seconds throughout the film of those scenes you figure? maybe like it's him kissing her and her pulling down her panties uh him i I love how you can just knock these scenes out you're just like oh and then and then and then yeah yeah because i'm not gonna lie i i I, like studied them like i literally thought i literally thought it was aaron eckhart every time because his face was off to the side i'm like is that aaron eckhart like every fucking time i'm like is this his first movie I'm like, did he go do fucking, what was the one with uh, Julia Roberts after? The one, what, the one, the, what do you mean? Uh, the, that he got, that got nominated for Oscar. The one oh, that, uh, Aaron... uh, uh, yeah, 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 where she's uh, the fake lawyer. The lawyer, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Aaron Brockovich? Aaron Brockovich, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's in that. I'm like, I'm like, man. As a is, biker. Is all... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is he all clean shaven? Like. Uh, and, but I totally forgot about that scene too because I always thought the sailor thing was like her little nod to like Top Gun. Like, oh man, when you're in Top Gun and you're uh, well, outfit. I mean, in, in the novella, it's uh, a Danish sol- soldier is what she's basically fantasizing about. So maybe that was Kubrick's nod to Top Gun. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so do you do you recommend this film? Ah, uh, sure. Um, I, I still think, like, in terms of what the context of the series is supposed to be it doesn't fit into it but i guess it's like you know i'm sure they fucking do this in film school because it's kubrick's last movie right mm. and the, they're just like you know whatever you do will never be as good as this oh so i'm sure I mean, that's, that, those, those are accurate still accurate statements like there's a lot of directors that will never be as good at their best as kubrick at his worst um, actually, before we, you know, kind of start wrapping this up, it, what are, do you have any favorite Kubrick films? Other than, I know you like The Shining, but other than The Shining, I know oh you God. didn't love Paths of Glory. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to think, uh, in terms of his, so you got Spartacus, other... Lolita, Spartacus, Dark... I like, yeah, Spartacus um, is fun, Sword and uh, Sandals, ching, ching, ching. yeah, Spartacus, I like. Clockwork Orange. Uh, Clockwork Orange, obviously. Full Metal, full metal yeah. obviously. Do you like all of Full Metal Jacket, or do you just like the beginning? No, I like it all. Like, I do like it all because it—it's one of those things that it—it it, like it has like an awesome crescendo. Like it, it 
builds towards it and when you get there you're like holy fuck right yeah. and then you see kind of the like it's the reverse m night Shyamalan where you know you see it building closer and closer and like every little like nippets there for you to watch every right? step you take and every move you make he'll be watching you yeah it also um, has lines like "sucky sucky," also horny. <laughs> <laughs> you got girlfriend in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what is kind of interesting about this film, like Eyes Wide Shut? He, originally, he wanted to film it as a comedy. Yeah, like a sex comedy with um, uh, Woody Allen. Woody I Allen think it was. Or, uh, yeah. or or um, Steve Martin. Alec Ball. Yeah. <laughs> And then it went to, I think then they were going to move towards the other married couple of the 90s, which was Baldwin and Basinger. That would have been a fucking shit show, but anyway. Mm -hmm. Or it might have brought some heat to the fire. Listen, though, can we, before, can we talk about, like, the the women in this film are beautiful. Like, uh, I don't want to say I'm an aficionado of sex workers, but, like, typically your average, like, street strolling sex worker is not going to look like that. You know what I mean? Like that is one of the hottest like Times Square as like, "Hey baby, you want a good time?" Like that chick is fucking and for $150? Man, he was should... 90s, man. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> 150 bucks would have been a lot back then. <laughs> but... He paid more for the fucking costume than he was going to pay for He was going to pay more just in extra on the costume than he was going to pay for sex with her also the idea that a sex worker is like don't worry i don't watch the clock get the fuck out of here he's not gonna just she's not gonna just let him like rock her world for fucking six hours at 150 dollars. that's not how it works the other thing i don't get is that was the the most awkward like you know test reveal ever since right? oh wait like, no since the room i definitely have cancer because <laughs> like to me that whole I, I don't know if that's the book because i've never read the book but if she's like i'm bill so she's like you're super nice to her she talks so well she would have known they didn't fuck that's right because but yeah she's like since you were with her last night her test her test came back and she has hiv yeah which i'm like because it, it kind of implies, like, the you were with her, not, like, just you were hanging out with her. Like, because you had sex right. with her, like, blah, blah, blah. Also, I mean, yeah, I guess it should be. But listen, if you're a fucking medical doctor rolling around in the 90s, picking up prostitutes, and you're fucking raw-dogging them, you got bigger fucking problems, buds. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, that, yeah, I would have cut that whole scene out. Like, that's, again, the in the book, uh, he goes and looks for the hooker and does not, sorry, the sex worker, and doesn't find them. So they had to like have rec- they recreated that scene, but I don't think it does anything for the movie, right? Like yeah, just- especially when that looked like that was the only real time he was actually gonna cheat because he starts undressing that friend for no apparent reason. Can, yeah, and even in that scene, that's the other thing. Okay, so she brings him in, right? And she's doing exactly like, the assumption is she's also a sex worker, and like she's like standing between him and the table, right? So she is making that sexual tension. And then, you know, he puts his hand on her boob and like, da, da, da. And like, and then she starts like then, almost orgasming. Well, yeah. And then she, yes. Yeah, so while she's kind of going with it and then she's like, oh, well, maybe I should tell you about Domino. It's like, what's the choice here? Are you making as an actor? Like, are you like, hey, you should come in. I've heard you're really nice. You should probably sit down or, hey, let's bang because that's the job. 
But like it didn't those two things didn't work together. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's what I was saying. Like there's a lot of a lot of these things that happen in this film that I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Like also, it just threw me fucking out. Also, same with like in the beginning when they get to the, the party, it, it seems like they get to the party, they go through, they they meet Sidney Pollock's character, then they start dancing, or not dancing, they they're kind of mingling. And then all of a sudden, Nicole Kidman finishes a glass of champagne, and she's almost like wasted. It's it doesn't yeah. feel you like see her drink one. Yes, right? and, then and, then like, and then she's I like, she ah! oh, it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm I'm American. Oh, do you want to come upstairs? Like, and that was the thing when when they have the you know because it's the '90s, weeds the the hard drug. Yeah, that they got to take. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, a doctor, baby. It causes. 100% of marital fights is smoking weed in a bedroom. Yes. Um, when she's like, did you fuck those I mean, it girls? also it also brings poltergeists. Because remember in Poltergeist, that's what fucking yeah. kicks it all off. They smoke that yeah. weed, and the devil came down. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, she's like, because you saw it in that party. You saw her see him with those two girls. Correct. But at no point... Does it ever even show him acknowledging her dancing with that guy? Also correct. But then he's like, oh, what did what did he want? To fuck me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course he did. I mean, I, I probably would have said the same thing. I'm like, yeah, of course he did. Look at you. Fucking ba- banging, man. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. And then uh, it's just like, yeah. And then that went off. And that right there is a marriage argument where you're like, I thought I said the right thing. How am I getting in the fucking in trouble? <laughs> so I think the greatest cinematic trick the devil ever pulls in this film though, is convincing you that Tom Cruise is anywhere close to the same height as Nicole Kidman. Like, I don't know how the fuck they shot that. No, it I, They must've had the fucking camera all over the place. Cause Nicole Kidman's like six foot something. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like three foot something. So, I don't know if she was walking around on her knees or whatever. Also, no, no, it fluctuates. Like sometimes she's way taller, and sometimes they're standing on the, the bed. Like, when, when they, yeah, when they kiss, they're like he, he like goes on top of her, kind of like. So it looks like he's kind of taller. But the other thing, like in my head, like with with this film, she was one hundred percent at that orgy. She was one of the people. Yeah. 100 percent and that was her letting him know because she was like i watched it and you watched me we made eye contact because that's how the mask got there because she there's no way she was fucking that sleepy that a stranger came into the house put the mask right by her face no i think he like fucking dropped it and she found it in the house and she put it by the jesus man your mind fucking ran wild they purposely show her at home like smoking actually because and the reason i remember this scene is because i don't like the lighting of it there's the scene where she's like smoking and i think it's when she calls and he's talking to the pro he he called she calls him and he's with the prostitute and the light shining in i'm assuming is supposed to be moonlight but it's too harsh so it it gives more of a v uh, the impression of like daylight and I'm like, what the fuck? It's nighttime. Like, that lighting just fucked me right up. I'm like, I'm not loving that lighting choice. Uh, also, Tom Cruise's acting in this. It, Tom Cruise's acting is fine, except when he has to show any, like, emotion. When he's, like, supposed to be, like, concerned, he always has that, like, Tom Cruise grin on his face. And when he's like, <laughs> I will tell you everything. <laughs> I was like, 
That is like the worst cry face I have ever fucking seen, Tom. I would have preferred you just be more stoic and just come in there and be like, I'll tell you everything because you are not doing a good job with the crying. <laughs> or just think about the six, six days that it took Stanley Kubrick to shoot your wife getting banged. So that will probably make you cry. <laughs> our uh, our producer just said uh, Nicole Kidman is 5'10 and Tom Cruise is 5'7. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, he was wearing high heels and that's why how it worked. Apple they box make up Tom those Cruise. He was wearing, he was wearing uh, what are, what the fuck, what are those, those shoes lifts. in the 70s? Oh, like platform shoes. <laughs> he was wearing the platforms. That's why you never see his feet in, that, in this movie. That's Even right. when he's walking, you never see the feet. That's why you didn't see him running. Could have run in the platforms. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else? Um, no. Uh, I say, like, listen, the, the orgy scene's cool. I like the way it's shot. Uh, there's definitely great camera but, work and stuff. Okay. Go, 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 go. Like you said, okay, because you just brought this to mind. Um, I'm you sorry know, I when didn't he... bring you to more orgies. I am so sorry. No, no, no. When he is blocking the other people's view from the orgy, I think in reality, like, I do get it because he, like, how are you doing a 69 with those masks on? Like, at what point is it supposed to feel good? Because the uh, two people that he was watching had the masks on, and they were literally did they have them maybe pushed up on their forehead or something? Man, you really got you got into the details on some of these scenes. <laughs> Listen, I am a professional. You are a professional. right. Like I sit down and, I, and I'm in there because I know 100. percent Chris is going to be like, "Well, I like this pan shot, and I like the zoom, and I like the vertical." Let's thing. be honest, Scott. All like, shots Listen. are pan shots in your fucking in world, and it's not a shot; it is a pan movement of the camera. <laughs> Yeah, you were like, I like this close up and this medium close up. I like the, you know, the dolly and the steady. And I, and I like Tom Cruise's ass when he was walking into the club. <laughs> I, I, I think if the third part, if the third act was more like collateral, this movie would have been fucking sick. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, just like, like Tom Cruise walks into the orgy and then he's just like, I'm going to fucking settle some scores. And then he's like fucking ready, steady, go. And he's got like fucking gun kata going on and stuff. That would have made this movie better. Anyway. Yeah, but if his mentor was a part of this and his mentor saw his face and then saw him at the club, like, why was he all up? Like, what are you doing? Like, how come it's not like, hey, this is the, here's our membership. Here's our charter. <laughs> you have to sign, sign these people. You know, you, you got to pay these green fees to get in there. Right. Like you can't just walk in. We'll give you the password. Right. Cause like technically if it's all the high prominent people in fucking New York, right. Like Tom Cruise is, but yeah, no, no, no. But that doctor. shows the difference actually though. So Tom Cruise is a very wealthy doctor, but these are like industrialists. These are like, you know, uh, it's basically like an Epstein party, and Tom was not rich enough to be there, so he also wasn't tall enough. So anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> and that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com.
I think what he fucked up was, you know, he didn't wear the mask the whole time. He put the mask on inside the house. Yeah, he should have rolled up in him. But still, it's like he walked in. Yeah, and it's like they eye him. And they're they're probably like that motherfucker. That was so last week's costume. Like, <laughs> that like he goes he, in. He everybody's get... dressed like Teletubbies or some shit. He's like, <laughs> fuck! I definitely stick out in here. That, that was like, like it should. Last week's was the fucking like the what was it the um the bear or the bunny that was giving the guy head and oh, uh, <laughs> the shanty. That was their costumes last time, right? This now week's a toga party. Like, yeah. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.